Good morning, everybody. How's everyone out there? I am so excited right now, Isela. Today we have my favorite chef, Chef Silvana from Barrio Cafe. How are you today, Chef Silvana? In Las Nubes, my brother. I am over here literally in the clouds in uh, Baja California. <laughs> Oh, I can see the ocean and I can see these clouds and I see little rain puddles. So I'm really good. That's beautiful. Isela, how are you today? I am well, thank you. And can I just also say my favorite activist chef? Um, I must share that the way I was introduced to you was around um, SB 1070, Sheriff Joe Arpaio and you were doing such amazing work. So thank you for all of that. And also I learned um, that you are the reason I, I believe that really kind of started this movement centered around beautiful um, murals that are appropriate for our communities uh, that really reflect the community, but then also had a political flair. So thank you, thank you, thank you. All thank right. You. Thank you for that. So uh, I'll go ahead and, and get us started today. Um, chef, briefly explain how you became a chef and the history of your restaurant. You know, a lot of people are just being introduced to you with uh, Joe Biden and, and Kamala Harris and don't really know that you've been a staple of Arizona in our community for so long. So. Just briefly explain the history. Well, um, I moved to Arizona in 1995 to attend culinary school after my uh, mother had passed away. And um, so I had spent a year, and this is very important. I had spent a year taking care of my dying mother, who was only 58 when she passed. And the reason I say it's important is because that's all I did. That was my life and everything. I dedicated myself to that. And in that, I think I found, uh, I untapped, I opened the jar, I opened the can of Savannah whoop-ass, of Savannah, you know, like your mother is dying, you're, you're 33, and um, your mother is dying, you're watching her die. Um, that's pretty, pretty challenging and pretty moving. And I think that's changed me. Like, after that, I don't give a shit. You know, before that, I, I kind of didn't anyway. But so I moved to Arizona. I, I go to culinary school. Um, I'm here five years. I end up going to Mexico for almost a year, backpacking. And that, again, changed my life. And I was as raw as I was uh, when my mother passed away. I was still very raw. And that changed my life. And when I was able to come back to Arizona, a year later, by the grace of God, and $38,000 that didn't belong to me, I opened Barrio Cafe. In a nutshell, that was 18 years ago uh, that I opened the restaurant, almost 19, and it's uh, instant success. But that's because my heart and soul was into it, you know, and I'm not gonna say other people's heart and soul aren't into everything they do. I'm sure it is. But going back to my mother passing, you know, seven years before I opened the restaurant, I was still as raw as I am today, actually. And that's still kind of like the, the little thing that fills me right here that kind of drives me is to uh, an unfinished life, if you will, and we're gonna help it along. I'm gonna take her energy and, and put it into mine. And then um, when I got to Phoenix, I saw, 
I thought it was kind of sad. It was a beautiful place, but no people. The cultura was kind of scrambled. There was gang banging going on and lowriders and drive-bys and stuff like that. Um, you know, the, the popo was uh, erroneously calling gang banging, lowriding and coupling it into one and, and doing all that. So it, it wasn't a, a very um, perfect place to move, but man, I saw potential. I saw potential. I got, oh my God, they have a downtown and nobody's down here. I used to go ride my bike, hang out downtown and enjoy it because nobody was there. It's changed a little bit. And you and I, we're, we're, we're practically neighbors. We live in the same neighborhood. Um, Literally, I see you outside your house. <laughs> um, that neighborhood um, was not the neighborhood it is today. And something I've always wanted to ask, I know this is a little off, off script, Isela, um, but when you were deciding where to put your iconic restaurant, you chose an area that would, at the time, and I quote, I don't use these words, but these are the words I've used, unsavory for the high class clientele. Why did you decide to put it on 16th Street at the time? Money or lack of money, and that's my hood. Mm -hmm. I had spent already the uh, seven, eight years that I had been living in Phoenix, basically in that neighborhood. All my friends lived there. All my activities were there. Um, I didn't live there, but everything, I, I, I find myself going into that neighborhood weekly. And I was actually uh, back from Mexico and I was going into that neighborhood when I drove by that, my favorite Italian restaurant, Tony and Marie's restaurant had closed down when I was gone in Mexico and turned into some kind of marisco place that was just bad. Mm. Um, and they closed down and there was a sign that said for rent and I passed by and my heart dropped. It went up to my, to my mouth, almost out and then dumped into my, into my pit of my stomach. And I knew that that little ugly place with the hookers in the front and the drunks in the back was going to be mine. And I put a business plan together and I took it to a woman who had a, uh, she's old school Phoenix. She had been the first woman in America to have a, own a car dealership auto mall. Mm. And, um, and she had been a, a customer of mine uh, from ASU. So she had said, when you're ready, show me your business plans and blah, blah, blah. So I took her for her advice. And, the first, and it's uh, at Paradise Valley Country Club where she lives. Hopefully she's still alive. Um, and I took it to her and she looked at it and she said, wow, what a wonderful, well put together business plan. You definitely have a business savvy. Unfortunately, my dear, I'm not going to invest in you. And I said, well, I wasn't asking. I just want to know um, if it's a, you know, an idea that if I, if I got my stuff together so I can go forward and find some money. Um, she goes, that area? People like me and my peers, we don't go south of Camelback. Mm -hmm. And when I, I was driving home, you know, like now I'd be all, bitch, I'll show you south of Camelback. But back then I was like, oh. And, you know, I'm a little slow that way. I'm a dyslexic, so it takes a minute. And I went, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I go south of Camelback. Okay. For that reason, I'm going to put ta white tablecloths on there. 
And I did, I put white tablecloths, you know, south of Camelback. And she was right, but, and wrong at the same time. Cause within a month, uh, I was cooking back there and my business partner pulls me out and she says, Hey, come here real quick. And I'm like, no, I'm busy. And she goes, look at the parking lot. And it was a Ferrari and Mercedes, you know, Porsches and all that stuff. And uh, all the shishi fufu people were filling up my dining room. And I looked at her and I said, I guess they do go south of Camelback, but now I'm pissed because I'm, I was really pissed. When Howard Subtel gave us five stars, my quirky, uh, tatted up, you know, neighborhood people stopped coming because it became a four hour wait because Scottsdale and everybody, Paradise Valley, or, or in other words, that woman and all her friends were coming south of Camelback to my restaurant. Wow. Um... Oh, well. Yeah, no, um, I, I just also wanted to um, ask, you know, you've had a whirlwind of a summer. Uh, at least I see it, right? Uh, a summer? Said, I, well, summer, fall, I mean, a lifetime, a lifetime. The whole year. Uh, yeah. Um, and, and can I just add, I could hear your emotion when you spoke about your mother that I have to tell you, I got, I got a little teary eyed. I'm not going to lie. Like it, it was, it's beautiful. Um, she's clearly still in your heart and soul and it's, uh, it's, it's your drive, um, and your passion. So thank you so much because, you know, I think, um, I'm going to jump around Chico. I apologize, but, um, you know, um, a lot of families have been lost, uh, during this whole COVID situation and not just that, but, you know, um, businesses are suffering. And you as a small business owner have been impacted. And I have to tell you, I um, do my very best to support small business. Um, my daughter, you know, works at a, at a, a restaurant and, um, and to me, it, it's really about small business. So I, I just wanna hear from you, um, how has it been? How has this time, uh, you know, yeah, how has it been for you? And, and, well, and I brought I, my when we talk about small business, yeah, when we talk about small business, we're talking about homegrown, organic uh, places like right. you that give back to the community that are embedded in the community. We're um, talking money from Arizonans going back into Arizona. Yeah, and and, well, and so yeah, how has it how has it impacted you, Silvana, Chef Silvana? Well, you know. My business has um, survived and been uh, very successful uh, financially because I get a lot of visitors from out of the country, out of the state. Mm. And that's the truth. You know, Bianco, he doesn't have four hour lines from Arizonans. He's got four hour lines because people coming all the way from LA and to stand in line, right? Yeah. And uh, we don't have those people coming in and the business format that we have set up, as much as Chris Bianco and I, you know, and, and other chefs is, you know, mine was white tablecloths, higher end cuisine, Mexican cuisine. It wasn't styrofoam, and I don't use styrofoam, by the way, but it wasn't to-go containers. It wasn't, you know, uh, I had to change everything. It's been... I've had 2020 was my best year, mm. my best year. Just one thing out of 2020 would have made it the best year any other year. 
in my worst year, my most devastating year, the year I'm, um, see, I don't give a shit and excuse my language about money. All right. I do not give a shit about money. Um, if I did, I would be Barrio Queen. <laughs> All right. I don't give a shit about money. Um, what I do care about is that I am equal to you and you are equal to me. That that we level the the playing field for all of us, you know. So I've always felt like if I make a decent living, so can everybody else. So my busser, right? My busser has been my busser for 18 years. He's been my friend for 25, 24 years now. You know, we first encountered when he uh, came in as a dishwasher at ASU. And you know, what am I going to do with Pelon? That's my buddy. I've watched his family grow. I've seen him become a grandfather. I've seen him, his kids go to college, you know. Um, that to me is what it's about. So I am fighting like crazy to keep my business alive. Not for me. I'm gonna tell you a little secret. I would have been better off closing my business and keeping my money, coming to my house in Mexico and surviving. Uh, reading my books and writing my goddamn books, right? That I'm working on now. Um, I would have been better off. I write a book, I sell the book, I survive. I'm old, I'll be retired in a few years. I would have had an early retirement, whatever. I would have survived. But Emiliano Zapata, I was reminded of the words of Emiliano Zapata that said, I'd rather die on my feet than live my life on my knees. Yeah. And me coming to Mexico and sitting on my little ass looking at sunsets every day and going to eat. Do I want tacos today? Oh, I'm on a budget. Okay. I guess I'll just go buy fish and cook up fish tacos at home. You know, little shit like that. It's privilege. You know, I, if I'm not with you in the war, in the trenches, and then I'm not with you back riding my horse, being a little capitana, you know, you lead by example. And that's who I am. So, uh, Webo Wave, you're going broke, I'm going broke too. And I'm not leaving until that place is dead. And honestly, a week ago, I got a phone call from my business partner. She says, we have $7,000 in the bank and we have $18,000 in bills. And about, for some reason, we had a high payroll. It was thousands and thousands. So we had to come up with like almost $50,000 overnight. How do we do that? Before I would have been, all right, we'll figure, you know, here, here, here. And so I said, okay, the only thing I know how to do, and I, I, I did a little Facebook thing. I said, I'm not going to lie. I need your business. Yes, we saw that. Mm -hmm. And uh, holy shit. I didn't know I was loved that much. You are. You are. Thank you. I um, thank everybody. You... And I continue to thank you. My staff continues to thank you. Mm -hmm. I don't get paid. But they do, and that's the important thing. And the, and the fact, you know, I see Chris Bianco and, and being very um, cavalier and elegant about how he says stuff. I feel his fucking pain all the way to my core, to my bones, except he's got more restaurants. He's got more, you know, things that it invested in. All I gotta do is close up my restaurant. I own my buildings, I can rent them, I could sell them. I'll be okay. My staff, they'll be okay too. They'll be the best wherever they go. All right. It's not, see, when devastation hits, you have to think it through. 
But how about the people who lost their tío and their tía? Every freaking day I get on Facebook or I get on social media and somebody's making an announcement that they lost their tía, their tío, their dad, their mom, somebody's in the hospital. Um, that is devastating to me because yes, there's dead people, but it's, they're leaving behind. I know what it is to, to lose somebody, you know? And that's just devastating. My community is, and all for what? For lack of leadership. And most importantly, it shows us that we are sheep, aren't we? We do follow blindly, don't we? You know, it's a wake up call for all of us to, to think for ourselves, you know? We don't follow. When I see people that kind of get invested in me, it kind of scares me. You saw me on TV once, or you you know at a restaurant, you've probably never even been to my restaurant, and you're all up on my stuff. And that's fine, I get it. But so if I say vote Biden, which I did, you voted Biden. Um, I have people tell me that they changed their mind because of me. And um, <laughs> that's kind of scary. At the same time, you know, um, it, it shows me a responsibility that I have to make sure that I speak my truth. And that my truth is for me, not for you, all right? But my truth is for my community. But I'm lucky, Chico. I'm the kind of person that is naturally mm, wound up that way. Like I've always, when I was uh, biblical and my parents taught me religion, the one verse in the Bible that always stuck in my mind was do unto others and there's more joy in giving than receiving because that's my truth. So I consider myself for 18 years privileged to have Barrio Cafe, my golden goose, my baby, the, the copied, the hated, the loved because it has afforded me instead of running over and buying things and, you know, Jimmy Shoe or whatever, I was able to give uh, gift certificates and money and, and sponsor, I don't know, sporting things for little kids, uh, uh, political things, uh, community events. Cooking in the raise community. Money. Then, and that, that's what gets me high. Mm -hmm. I'm high as, you know, just even thinking about it. And then I've been able to do that, then I consider myself privileged. And um, somebody tapped me on the shoulder when I first opened the restaurant. They said, you're going to be successful. Remember this. With great success comes great responsibility. And I took it as, okay. So I believe in karma. So I give, 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 give. And the more I give, the more I receive. And right now, I'm not receiving money, but man, am I receiving love. Whoa. Whoa. That love really it's not going to pay the bills i'll tell you that but it empowers me to continue going it empowers me to uh, not give up so that's where i'm at wow um hold on i'm just i'm just taking a second to to process that um because um i mean chef i i met you uh, a few years ago when i when i asked you to come and at the time i was teaching in at Santa Maria Middle School, and you came and spoke to uh, uh, West to our gente, man, uh, a bunch of a bunch of Mexicano kids. Um, oh, that was you. That was me. I lost a little bit of weight since then, just a little, just a little. Uh, I have a very uh, I have a disease that affects my memory, mm -hmm. and I forget everything. 
but I proceed as if, you know, I, I just act in the same fashion from the from a place of my heart, mm-hmm. not my brain. And then I know that I'm consistent in everything I do. And that place, that's a little school by the barrio kind of, right? And all yeah, the little was, kids. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And then what, what yeah. I remember, what I remember most about that is is watching all my all my female students there who are who are brown and they're watching this badass, this badass Latina who looks just like her, speaking the truth, telling it like it is. And I saw the empowerment go in their eyes. And to this day, that is like burnt into my memory as one of my most favorite moments of being an educator is when my students see their potential and see their community in action. And that is who you are. You are our community. You are action. You are our beating heart. And it is our responsibility, people listening, to represent them, to support them. Don't give your money to Applebee's. Don't give your money to that. Give your money to your local community because that's who we are. That's who we are represented by. Isela? Oh my God, I don't know how to follow up with that. Um, I, I'm, I'm not joking. Chef Silvana, you have me teary eyed. Um, thank you so much for your passion. Uh, thank you for um, standing up and doing the right thing and uh, really creating an environment within your own community and giving back. And, and that is why, you know, uh, to anyone listening, uh, language is powerful. And so when you hear small business ask, what small businesses are we talking about, right? Are we talking about uh, the, the local restaurant down my street where I know the owner, they live in the neighborhood, or are we talking a small corporation that, you know, looks like a small business, but really isn't? I, I, Chef Silvana, thank you so much for sharing Um, So to all of you out there, let's do our part. I know this is tough, um, but let's give back to our community by supporting our small businesses like Barrio Cafe. I send friends that come from out of town there. They ask me, where should I go? And I'm one picky Mexican food eater. I have to tell you, being Mexican, you know how it is. Guadalajara. (laughs) So... um, (laughs) So We're so judgy, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh we can't oh, help it. It was good, but it wasn't like my mom. <laughs> right. <laughs> so true. No, oh, that's a that's a red menudo. I only eat white menudo. No, 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 thank you. Oh, so, anyway. Um, we're but, so judgy. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you so much for your passion and your love. Yeah. And um, to all of our viewers out there, um, if you haven't been to Barrio Cafe. Um, stay Today. safe, but you know, order out, order in, whatever it is, and, they, and support your small businesses. They have a beautiful, they have a beautiful to-go system. You go in, everybody's there, like 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 Chef Silvana said. Um, you go in there while you're waiting. Uh, they talk to you like they know you. Um, and the the last person, and forgive me, I, I forgot his name, but uh, he's been with you for 18 years, and we were just talking like we've known each other for years. It truly is a family feel there. Um, and like you said, it just said, support your local yeah. business. I mean, my, 
my buddy Richard Vick, I mean, he's Mr. Barrio and he's a pinche gringo, you know, like <laughs> all, all his kids, he's got, I don't know, he, was he three, three boys, three girls? He's a baby maker. I go, you're an honorary Mexican. But I mean, the cooks, everybody's been there forever. And, you know, including me. Um, but guess what we have in the parking lot? While I'm over here trying to write a book and stay sane, um, my business partner, Wendy, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Wendy, built a patio. And then the artist on credit or whatever, they may never get paid, painted it. So you're back in March during the pandemic uh, and I was doing the community kitchen. At night, a friend of mine was over and we sat out in the parking lot to be safe. And somebody came with the guitar and we sat out there on the, on the floor in the parking lot. And I had just had these lights put up and the murals lit up. And I went, oh man, if I could just have a patio out here during this pandemic, it'd be killer. That was late March. Uh, we're opening, I think this weekend, but, well, we got rain, but the patio. So our parking lot that turns into a lake when it rains <laughs> is, is turning into a, a, a dining, outside dining. And uh, when I get back, I'll, I'll uh, for the spring, I'll find a musician and who work on, I, I got one that um, I gave money for his guitar because he had hawked it to pay rent and it, and he lost it. So he had to pay the more money. And I had money on me, so I gave it to him. So he owes me. And I normally don't go collecting, but this time I'm going to go collecting. Go collecting. So, so if you're listening, you know who you are. I'm going to see that electric guitar in my parking lot. <laughs> well, I just want to say thank you. And we definitely want to go and visit you and, and have and share a meal. So let's plan on that. And to all our viewers, on Wednesday, we're going to have Education Committee uh, Chairman uh, Paul Boyer from the Senate joining us. So Chico, any last words? My last words are your last words. Support local business, support Chef Silvana, support your community, support your family, be safe. Love you, bye. <laughs>